Step right up and gather round. Tall folks kindly at the back, please. I am Professor Gruntsplatter, and I am the curator of this here spookatorium before you now. I have sifted the globe to bring you lovely folks and ones just like you, an experience that will transform the world you thought you knew. Through these doors are wonders, horrors, and maybe even a laugh or two from the dark corners of every street today, all back through recorded time. You will hear music and tales of the unknown, mysterious, and maybe even diabolical. That's right, folks. There are strange things beyond this threshold. But if you weren't curious, you wouldn't be here. So now, will you take a chance and come on in, or will you saddle up to the concession stand and always wonder what you missed? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Professor Grunsplatter's Spookatorium. There will be no refunds once you enter. Thank you for your attention, and the brave ones, come with me.
Greetings once again, and welcome to episode 15 of Professor Grunsplatter's Spookatorium. Uh, it's been a little bit of a break. Uh, I've been thinking about the show a lot. I've been thinking about what the Spookatorium uh, means to me a lot, and uh, what my intentions were originally when I started it. And so with that, on this the 15th episode, I'm, I'm going to change the format up a little bit. Uh, not, not a whole lot, but... Um, in addition to the music that I always play, uh, I'm going to start including some various stories of oddities and curiosities and, and things of that like mixed in. Um, should be a lot of different stuff, some weird stuff, some paranormal stuff, uh, old medical remedies, folk tales, all kinds of things like that. Um, but I'm, I'm still going to keep the music as I always have. So with that, uh, this first story that I found was from roadsideamerica.com, which is a website that catalogs roadside attractions all across the United States um, and uh, posted to their site on August 3rd, and I'll have a link for that on the blog. Uh, on the morning of June 28th of this year, a peacock wandered into the parking lot of a Burger King on Staten Island in New York City. The workers were amazed to see this peacock wander into their parking lot in the middle of the city. Um, you know, of all of the Burger Kings in New York, they peacock chose theirs. And so they stood and, and watched it, and what happened next shocked them as a homeless man appeared, grabbed the bird by the neck, threw it to the ground, and stomped it to death, screaming that he was killing a vampire. And then he ran away. Uh, four days later, he was apprehended by the police uh, after he had visited his stepfather, threatened to smash his face in with a shovel, ran down the street and into the waters of uh, nearby Raritan Bay, and screamed that he had the bubonic plague. Uh, his name was John Potts. Uh, after his arrest, his mother explained that he actually loved animals, but he was schizophrenic and was off his medicine. Um, I was discussing this element of it with a, a colleague of mine and he floated the theory that you know perhaps he was schizophrenic perhaps he did love animals but the other possibility is that he was maybe a Van Helsing type um, whose job it was to stalk vampires and he just couldn't really tell anybody because you know what are they going to say probably that he's schizophrenic um, so that theory is out there that this guy was actually a vampire hunter and not a, a crazy homeless guy. Um, there's more work, I suppose, that needs to be done to figure that out. Uh, when the police asked him why he had killed the peacock, uh, he replied that it had negative energy. It had come out of the darkness, and so he was compelled to kick it. Uh, this story appeared in a small Virginia newspaper, and Charles Johnson, who was an industrial arts teacher in Staten Island in another life, uh, saw it and was upset that the people just sort of stood around and, and let this vampire peacock meet its maker. So uh, in an effort to bolster the image of Staten Island and not have it be remembered as this place that really didn't show any mercy for, for the vampiric peacocks in its midst, he decided that he would create a memorial. So he got a chunk of an old elm tree and began to carve 
a peacock out of it, which he then painted. Uh, and to do the iridescent plumage, he used some nail polish that he borrowed from one of his daughters and put some real feathers from his own crop of peacocks of the non-vampiric variety that he kept on his property. Uh, he went to a trophy shop and had a plaque made uh, that says, Memorial to the Burger King Peacock, made and donated by Port Richmond High School industrial arts retired teacher Charles Johnson. Um, he drove to Staten Island with his pet chihuahua, Tina Turner, in tow and presented the statue unsolicited, uh, from what I can tell, to the people at the Burger King who agreed to display it uh, in the restaurant. So, if you're in Staten Island and you want to see a replica of the vampire peacock that was painted with nail polish and has feathers stuck on it, I'm not sure about uh, macaroni or glitter, but it seems plausible, um, then this is the place. If you check out the link, it's got the address. Uh, they are intending to build a display case for it, but they don't have it prepared yet. Um, when asked about the work that he had done on the Peacock, Johnson said, uh, it's a beautiful example of my craftsmanship. So, you know, even if you're not into vampire peacocks, you just like art, this may be something for you to do uh, when you run out of things to see in New York City. All right, uh, so that is the story of the Staten Island Burger King Vampire Peacock and uh, all the people whose lives it touched. As far as the music goes, uh, to open the show, the first track was called In Columnar Mists from Prosser Venificus. Uh, following that was Demonic Entrapment from Cold Northern Vengeance, who are currently in the studio working on a new album and uh, you can hear a track off of that which is quite good on uh, their website which is coldnorthernvengeance.com coming up next is a track called Love Secret Domain from Coil
Okay, that last track was called Numb Lava from DeLorean, and previous to that was Love Secret Domain from Coil. Um, this next story was something that captured my imagination quite a bit. Um, it is in regards to a haunted lighthouse off of the coast of Connecticut. On August 3rd, uh, the Boston Herald reported this story, uh, and I tried to include the link in the show notes, uh, but it looks like the article's been archived and you have to pay to see their archive. So um, I do have a link to a little bit more information about the lighthouse. Uh, that'll be on the site uh, if you're interested. Anyway, uh, this is in regards to the Penfield Reef Lighthouse. Uh, it's located... Uh, basically as the entrance to Black Rock Harbor off the coast there. And uh, it came into operation in 1874 after many, many incidents uh, with boats getting hung up on the Penfield Reef that runs through that area. In 1916, uh, the lighthouse keeper, uh, Frederick Jordan, got into his boat to uh, head back to shore because the, the lighthouse is an isolated island out in the middle of the harbor to spend the Christmas holiday with his family who he hadn't seen for several weeks because he'd been trapped at the lighthouse uh, because of the weather. Uh, the assistant keeper at the time watched uh, Jordan's boat capsize because of the stormy weather that existed at the time they weren't able to launch a rescue boat. Eiton, the assistant keeper, uh, watched as the boat ultimately floated away into the distance and disappeared. Uh, Jordan's body wasn't found. He was presumed drowned. And uh, in the aftermath of that, Eiton was then promoted to head keeper. And that's when curious things began to happen around the lighthouse. Uh, unexplained chills, hazy presences... One instance uh, that was probably most striking was that he came to find that the lighthouse logbook had been taken down from the shelf and opened directly to the page that described Jordan's death. Um, in modern times, there have been instances where the light has behaved erratically, even though it was automated in 1971. And this place ha has some various other stories attached to it that I know I've heard and wasn't able to track down. Uh, ultimately, they decided, uh, the Coast Guard being they, decided in 2005 that they would declare it an expendable property and transfer it to a new caretaker. And that's where this new story picks up. The building, the lighthouse, has been offered for sale to any other government organization or nonprofit organization for the price of one single dollar. You can buy this haunted lighthouse. It's actually quite a cool looking lighthouse. It has a lot of character. It also looks like it has solar panels. Um, so I thought that was really neat that something like that would be available that, uh, you know, I don't know how much you could do with it, but even if you only spend two weeks a year there, um, it's probably more interesting than a lot of people's vacations would be. Um, something else from the uh, sort of ghost files side of things. I was looking through a site called Ghosts of America. Uh, 
this subheading says the scariest site in the country, and then there's a little blue ribbon, purple ribbon award in the upper left-hand corner that's the second worst site of the year. And that one is probably a more befitting title than scariest site in the country. Uh, it runs through, it basically lists every state and every town and states that they have any sort of ghostly tale to link to it. But there are no details, there are no specifics, there are no dates, um, no actual proper names of anything. So, and, and many of these stories seem to repeat if you actually look through the site a little bit. But one that struck me, uh, and this is for some of my comrades back home that I know are probably listening, um, I was looking at Mayfield, Michigan, uh, which is a tiny bend in the road um, in northern Michigan, and I actually spent a lot of time there. And the very first uh, statement listed under Mayfield on this site is, a ghost has been witnessed on numerous occasions drinking gasoline from a pump at a gas station in Mayfield. Well, there's no date, but for the longest time, the only gas station in Mayfield was owned by my best friend's family, and I spent much time there. They also ran a general store and talked to the locals every day, and I never once heard anything about any ghost stories. There's a few other stories here from Mayfield. Um, a woman with her head and both arms cut off showed up standing in the middle of a road outside Mayfield. Uh, a ghost of a young cowboy has sometimes been observed walking into thin air as if someone else was there. Talking into thin air, excuse me. This one really struck me. The ghost of an old prospector with a wooden leg has sometimes been observed hitchhiking along a dark road outside Mayfield. So anyway, uh, this is a call to my friends back home. Uh, you've lived your whole life in that area. If anything has come up that you've heard about from uh, the Mayfield area, or if you can confirm or deny any of these stories, uh, please let me know or post a comment on the blog. Uh, I just thought it was funny drinking gasoline from a pump at a gas station in Mayfield. Well, at least until 1991, there was only one gas station in Mayfield. And uh, as far as the various roads that all of this stuff seems to happen on, there's about three of them. So, and uh, anyway, I, this whole site just is like this. At basically, any town you look up is going to have five or six stories. Somebody's going to have a cowboy hat. Somebody's going to have their arms cut off. Um, so anyway, uh, that's, that's uh, Ghosts of America. Next up, we've got... Uh, the Three Dead Boys by Spectral Light and the Moonshine Firefly Snake Oil Jam Bore. Where for to learn the grammar. 
future survivors The flesh has scarce liver Children of the past And the aging fingers cast the shadow of death There is a sharp tongue to bite to relax A face flicker skin on your eyelids Back in places spectators get into the act Roses and candles of a night's end Persona red women Dance with priests on a side road Your vision perspectives Are turning to stone A cabaret slideshow starts Shooting their load Act one is the end And the show now begins There is a sharp tongue invite to relax And then with the skin on your eyelids Back in face of spectators get into the act With roses and candles over night's edge Breath, valley prances Spin on porcelain backbones A child's muddled cry turns into hilarity Ungracious freeloaders Leave their dead on a doorstep Flowers of doom all bloom In prosperity There is a sharp tongue Invite to relax A face with the skin on your eyelids Back in business Potatoes get into the act With roses and candles Silver knives and spoons Silver knives and spoons Luxuries of past days are Luxuries of our days Luxuries of past days are Luxuries of our days
Regarding that setup, we had uh, Spectral Light and the Moonshine Firefly Snake Oil Jamboree with Three Dead Boys. Uh, following that was the Tiger Lilies with Boatman. Uh, figurative Theater after that from Christian Death. And uh, closing out that block was Dance With Me by TSOL. A uh, couple more short stories here to uh, wrap things up. On uh, August 8th, WKRQ, KRG, excuse me, WKRG news website uh, in Mississippi reported that uh, Bay, St. Louis, Mississippi was experiencing um, some strange animal activity. The local animal control had received as many as five reports in a week suggesting that there may be a kangaroo loose in their town. There hasn't been any evidence thus far to confirm whether it's a kangaroo or whether it's something else, but uh, I thought it was refreshing that the public decided it was a kangaroo before deciding that it was a chupacabra or a sasquatch or a flying toad. but until someone photographs it or captures it, uh, I guess we won't know whether it's a kangaroo or not. Um, something else, uh, recently this was also reported on the 8th, uh, this from Reuters actually, uh, the Dutch resort of Zandervoort was surprised to find floating off its beach something unusual. Uh, upon fishing the mystery from the sea, it was determined to be an 8 foot tall Lego man. One of the workers at the resort referred to it as life-sized, which raised certain questions for me since it was eight feet tall, considerably larger than any of the Lego men that I've encountered in my life, and obviously also larger than most humans. One witness felt that the adrift monolith was coming from the direction of England. The pale blue torso of the Lego man bore the slogan, No real than you are. This, to me, seemed like a message of ridicule from someone or something that didn't speak English as a first language. Uh, Whatever the Lego man's place of origin was, it seems implied from the witness's comments. It was probably from a land of giants, potentially amphibious giants, uh, but we don't have any way to confirm that just yet. Uh, Also maybe uh, Atlantis, we don't know. Um, The resort has since taken the giant Lego cadaver and its ominous message and put it in front of its soft drink machines. This is where I say, as always, uh, if you hear your song on the show and don't want to hear it on the show, let me know. And I will remove it. Um, The new website is www.spookatorium.org. And for now, I don't have an email address their setup, but you can still get in touch via spookatorium at cryonicmind.org. Um, this next track is from a project called Merc, and it is Heralds of Black Emptiness.
That's going to pretty much do it for this uh, episode 15 of Professor Grunsplatter's Spookatorium. Um, just working on this show, I realize there are some things that I want to do differently next time to uh, streamline and be more effective in what I'm trying to do with the new format, so it will get better. Um, the music you heard in the background today, uh, the first half of the show was a track called the crash from angel of decay and the last couple segments there that was anima mundi with a track called apparition um once again uh check out the new website spookatorium.org you can post comments in the blog section if you've got any odd stories uh ghostly experiences uh, things like that feel free to send them along um if you've got drawings or anything like that feel free to send that stuff along i would like to include um, those kinds of things on the website uh so uh, that contact address again is spookatorium at cryonicmind.org that'll probably get updated when i get the site fully going again it's going to be sort of bare bones at first um so anyway uh thanks for tuning in and this last track that i'm going to leave you with is called woodson lateral from rake you boys better clear out. You better haul your ass before dark. A lot of people come up missing hunting down here. These folks in next county won't even come down here at all. All right, all right, you warned them.
rednecks tell each other when they're gathered around the campfire at night and high on their own battery acid. Weird shit. About a tribe of wild